You've been asking questions uh, through our comments slips, and uh, we have five before us today, uh, a few relating to the bit of the Bible that we looked at last week. Uh, And uh, the first bit is this one, and that is, what happened to the 40 hunger strike people? Uh, Last week, we read about a vow that was made by 40 Jewish men, and they said that they would not eat or drink until Paul was killed. Uh, The plan was foiled, and so this person asked, what happened to them? Well, my natural response was, of course, they died because they didn't have enough food or drink. But there's a bit of a loophole, apparently. So if you don't want to keep a vow, you go up to the temple, you offer some sacrifices, and you get out of it. I've got a funny feeling that might have been exactly what they did under the circumstances. Question two. Why do Christians still need the Old Testament? Well, to be honest, if the only Bible you ever had was the New Testament, you could read the New Testament and know enough to be saved in Christ Jesus. It's got all the bits you really need. But we still carry around a Bible that is two-thirds the Old Testament. So why? Well, the Old Testament gives us all the background of what happened in the New Testament. Words like Messiah and Christ and the kingdom of God and why it was that you needed to sacrifice a lamb and a thousand other things. Uh, when, you, when you know the Old Testament, the New Testament is in colour. It's in 3D. And so we spend quite a lot of time studying through the Old Testament because the Old Testament helps us understand just what it is that Jesus came to fulfil. It's a bit like if you've read a whole lot of books in a a whole lot of novels in a series and you get to the very final novel and it's like, oh, that's how that ended up. That's how that ended up. Oh, I never saw that coming. That's brilliant. But presumably the novel, the last one in the series, is set up so that you can still read it on its own and enjoy it. Uh, We read the lot. All the series, right from Genesis through to Revelation, and in it we understand more and more about how great it is that Jesus came for us to be every single yes to all the promises of God. Question three, can people predict the second coming of Jesus? Well, only in the sense that you know that he's definitely going to come. Uh, Some people say that when you look around and you see all of the fires and the wars and the disasters, that it means that Jesus is going to be coming back really, really soon. Well, my answer to that is yes, we're told that he's coming back soon. Uh, But I don't think we can look around the earth and say that we've got more disasters now and more wars now than we've had in the past, so it's more likely that Jesus is about to return. Uh, I've mentioned this before, but you just look at the role of honour up there on the side of our church, and you, you look there at the number of people who went off to fight in the war when Jamboree was a lot smaller than 1,636 people, uh, it, it would have been catastrophic. Everybody would have had skin in the game in one sense or another. And we would have all been thinking, this must be the end of the world. Jesus must be about to return. But he didn't. Not yet. So we don't know exactly when, but we do know enough to say that it's soon. So be ready. Don't put it off. It's a bit like the RFS keep on saying, be fire ready. You never know when it's going to happen. Be Jesus ready. You never know when Jesus is going to return. Question four, will God forgive you if you commit suicide just to be with him? Friends, this is a very sensitive question. And so uh, I want to begin by saying very clearly, if you're ever thinking of committing suicide, just don't. Just don't do it. Uh, It hurts a lot of people. And it destroys something that God loves and something that Jesus died for. Uh, if you at any stage are ever feeling the point where you're in a hole that you just can't get out of, just 
Give me a call. My mobile number's on the back of the bulletin and there are plenty of other people you can call who love you and want to be there to, to get you out of that hole. It's, it's never the right thing to do. However, in the awful event that a Christian person does take his or her own life, uh, this doesn't mean that that person won't be forgiven of that sin. Uh, some Christians teach that it's some sort of unforgivable sin. I don't see that in the Bible at all. If a follower of Jesus falls into a hole so deep that they can't get out of it and they end up taking their life, then Jesus is still with them in that sin. But don't for a second think that it's an option. If you're in that kind of hole, give us a call. Call Lifeline. Call someone. We love you and we don't want you to take your life. Finally, question five. How do you know if God has answered your prayer? I've sort of had to scratch my head a bit about this one this week. I like these questions. They're really simple, but they're quite profound. Because isn't it just obvious that if you say, please let it rain today and it rains, then God's answered your prayer? Yes. If it doesn't rain, it, he didn't answer it the way you want it? Yes, you know. But there's a depth to it, though, I, I think. You see, sometimes you'll see the answer to your prayer in the way you want. Other times you won't. It may well be that you are praying that one of your children or, or maybe a, a nephew or someone comes to know the Lord Jesus Christ uh, and you pass away. It may even be at your funeral that they hear about Jesus and go, oh, you know, I understand why the person who passed away was so keen about following Jesus. Uh, you just may not see the answer to your prayer. But here's where I think this question is really interesting. Because I think we only sometimes notice the answer to God's prayer in the spectacular. But often he is answering the prayers in the everyday. For example, in a couple of weeks ago we had that catastrophic fire day where it, we just thought, we're just praying, Lord, please, nothing in the Illawarra. Did we have a fire in the Illawarra? No, praise God. Now, oh, well, that's just because, you know, we didn't have a fire, you know, dry lightning and the RFS got there. You can give all your reasons, but God answered our prayers. And I think we need to see that as well, that we ask these prayers and sometimes God answers them as we wish and sometimes God answers them as we don't wish, but he wishes for the sake of the bigger picture. Thank you for your questions.